Mighty Baller Network, like, Nets you Daily. Your, you use your late at night voice for, for this intro. Late night with the blue guys, yeah. Brian. <laughs> yeah. We're back. Yeah, we're back. We're, we're back. back we, we took a little break. Worse than ever. Look at us. No, why? Yeah, no, this is going to be great. We look we look like crad. Um, Sorry, we're wearing almost the same shirt. Um, I'm going short sleeve. Uh, what kind of color is this? Just a blue. This is how you know we're in the blue? heart of the off season here. <laughs> it's not even about. the heart of the off season. It's like the 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 deadly entrails of the past season, and we yeah. haven't even been born into the off season yet. Yeah, I mean for us. Yeah, have you been watching these NBA finals, Mike? I've been pretty closely. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've been. Have you been watching them? Yeah, I mean as much as one can watch. Like you know, towards the end of it, it gets a little. Start disconnecting. It starts just feeling not great about the state of professional basketball. You know, do you get that feeling? I've been feeling that a little bit. I've, yeah. Because there's like a weird thing. Because okay, so I thought the Warriors were going to win in five. I was not on the record with before the playoffs, but my you could ask my dad <laughs> with who? Yeah, with my dad. Your you could ask my dad. Actually, Eric Leibovitz. <laughs> I was talking to you about it. A, who, a guy you know. A guy that, I know. Yeah. I, literally a guy I know. I was about to, do I know this is um, that a famous person? I told him Warriors in five. Um. <laughs> And now that I'm seeing it happen in front of my eyes, there is this slight depression feeling that, like, oh my god, maybe the Warriors are just like steamrolling. What are we gonna do? LeBron James led. Do you want to tease this out? Okay, because I was thinking about this today. So, like, the natural thing is that, all right, oh my god, it's over. The finals is over. Warriors are the greatest team ever. Blah blah blah. Okay, if that's the case, okay, Mm -hmm. let's say it's a sweeper in five. Okay. And we both do we both a, a sweeper in five? It's, it's a, a sweep. gentleman sweep. No, it's a sweep or oh. they win in five. Or I see. Or um, and let's say that we both agree. I think under this premise that the Cavaliers are definitely the second best team in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. What do we do? Well, like, this is what's so what great. Happens? This is what's so great about the Boston Celtics current situation which makes it Very like true. it's it's the most interesting i mean anyone with that amount of flexibility is interesting you know innately but how do they get so flexible oh yeah Whoa. um the but really it's a terrible time to be in exactly their position as good as they are like they have excellent ultimately flawed players you know that at the ready um is and now they have this big uh, you know big chance to either Go all in on this this uh, crew, or put it off for another four years and wait for the Warriors and the Cavs to get bad again, or at least you know not so dominant. And faults to be twenty three at that point, and then right. whatever they're going to get from the Isaiah Thomas trade, yeah, which is what they're going to do to happen. Um, That's what they're going to do. You think? Huh? Yeah, and you're it's, locked in. It's horrible and hard. Should I lock it in? Lock it in. You're done. <laughs> <laughs> How mad are you? So well. I came in. All right. I came in pathetically. Uh, give me a baby boy. You got it. You're just a baby boy. Thank you. You don't know any better. That is, I feel like that's everyone's favorite. It's, it's my favorite. Hard not to love it. Um, it so it's heartless and yet in, in awful that Boston is, they wrap their arms around Isaiah Thomas. 
he's one of the most popular Celtics since the Larry oh, Bird. You're, you're just gonna start digging the the Celtics fans, and, and and but yet they all of them, every single one of them, will then the next sentence say, "Oh yeah, but then we're gonna trade Isaiah too high to back to the Kings or something." And it's like, how is that? Yeah. You know. Do you want to live your life as that fan, as that like heartless like? Yeah, whatever. I'm going to cheer for this guy, but I, like in the back of my head, I know I'm going to cheat on him you, with a younger, hotter Mark Cole. Are Kyle you Fultz. A- asking me if you think if I want to be a Boston fan? Of course I don't. <laughs> of course not. They're, they're, they vacillate between like this hideous, like saccharine honor, time honor tradition crap, and then exactly like what you're talking like, uh, like they. You know, heartless, heartless Wall Street trader, <laughs> sort of yeah. like the new age hedge the, the fund guy, Bain of, Capital, yeah. Boston-based company. That's what they are. I mean, they're, they're born yeah, out of that their, at their core. Yeah. Um. But, but so I also want to. I mean, the, the fact that okay, and again, this is speculative conversation, but I'm just saying, if the Warriors sweep or win in five, um, and we agree that the Cavs are the second best team in the NBA, and the Cavs have the best player in the NBA. Mm-hmm. What happens then to the Cavs? Because to me, I think the most obvious reaction from the person running the Cavaliers, which is LeBron James, is that he yeah. goes and says, I kind of want Carmelo Anthony. Let's get us Brooke Lopez <laughs> get us right Bro- now. <laughs> what yeah. would even they give up? What would even the Cavs give up that would I make you know. happy? Nothing. Kevin Love? Would you? <laughs> yeah, would you? That would make me happy. Yeah, that's about yeah. it, right? Yeah. Well, besides Kyrie, and, but they're not going to give They're not going to do that. I mean, Iman Shumpert is what they're going to give us. And Who is like an IV right now? Did you see this? No. There's some. He's getting an IV he's, and he's, he's like an eye injury. Oh, God. Something crazy. Not That's not a good headline to have yeah. after a game two loss and where you're like, you did as well as you could. He has still an lost, eye injury and has an IV? Or yeah, is it I think. For the eye, it's an in his eye. I don't really read headlines yeah. all that specifically. Well, you just. You just read the headline. I just, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I make all all it's opinions based Schimper, off bad eye headlines. as I <laughs> like. There'll be I don't know. There'll be some movie that came out. There'll be a great review about it. I'm like, mm. and it'll just be yeah. the headline. Just the review is like Wonder Woman is wonderful. I'm like, mm, probably not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't believe it. Yeah, don't need your don't need your argument. Yeah. Um, but I seriously think like LeBron. If they lose in the way they think they're going to lose, he's just going to like react and say, "Give me here's a Carmelo." You, you get Russell Westbrook on that team somehow, some way. God, that'd be amazing. And then you go. <laughs> that's the thing. It's like then that. you go Avengers versus. Um, yeah. Well, it's like the Tony Stark. It's the oh yeah Civil, Civil War. War. It's Tony Stark versus Captain America. Yeah. But who's Tony Stark and who's Captain America? Wow. Save that for the killer comparison. I think Kevin Durant's Captain America, even though. He's not the one that... I don't know which side everyone ends up on. Like, who are the other, like, fringe people, like... What, in the Avengers? I know that Spider-Man's with... Tony uh, Stark. Tony Stark. And, uh... Where's the Hulk Scarlet going? The Hulk's jo- not even in there, right? The Hulk is gone. He he's, just rages too hard. He doesn't he's go in anybody. space. He's, like... <laughs> in the next... <laughs> episode, really literally in the next movie, he's Float, gonna be in space. Floating in space? He's gonna be in space. What is he gonna do? He's fighting Thor. Have uh, you not seen the trailer? I've given Thor, up on this. Thor Ranganorak, I think is what the movie's gonna be called. Very up. exciting, Brian. Yo, um, the Nets are back. They hit it. Mm. <laughs> Where? No. Ah. The Nets are back. Um, I gotta, I gotta do something about this. I don't know. The the finals have been interesting just because for both games, I've sat there and watched it, and then I at some points during the game, I reach for my phone to watch like clips of the Jimmy Kimmel show or something else. Yeah, because it's been. It's compelling and it's interesting, but it has the feel of an all-star game in a way because it's like 
There's not that much defense. There's a pretty sad foregone conclusion feeling that happens very early on, and it happened pretty early on in both of the games. Like, like it, you got the sense that this was not going to come down to the last minute, and very early on in both of those games. At least it, I did. I don't no, know. And, and the games weren't like, it wasn't outrageous blowouts, but like they were like yeah. a comfortable blowout. Yeah. And you felt good about it. Um, but, but I also will say, like, these refs in both games, they've been like gr- tremendously impacted by the, the home fans going like nuts mm-hmm. for certain plays. Like, there was a play in game two where I think it was like Durant was streaking to the lane or Clay Thompson. It was in the first quarter. Yeah. And it was an two. obvious block. Yeah. And, but they gave it as a charge call because like the fans were just so excited of, of the guy driving down the middle lane and scoring. You mean it was an obvious. It was, charge. it was an obvious charge, but they right. called it a blocking called foul. A block, yeah. And those are the Kevin Love play. It was a, it was a bang bang. It wasn't even a bang bang. It was no, clear, it was like Kevin bang. Love standing, yeah. waiting for contact. He gets hit. Um, and if, so like those calls are going to go the other way in Cleveland. But like, are, are they? And is that going to matter? It's not going to matter. Yeah. It's amazing. But, but so like the, the other argument is that like, remember last year. Remember what happened last year. What happened last year? They were up 2 0, 3 1. And then they lost the finals, but like, yeah, it, like it didn't have the same kind of like, um, I don't know. The, the, the emotional import is like at, like sucked out of the room, basically. Yeah, you know, somehow. And and like, again, like millions of people have said this, but like I think people really do forget that Harrison Barnes was like such a key to that series last yeah. last year that just putting in Kevin Durant is. Like, well, can we also talk way. about? Darren Williams, uh, inserting him for look, <laughs> Delavadova. Delavadova has issues, right? He's an imperfect player, right? But he doesn't suck your life out through your face with boredom and and malaise like <laughs> like Darren Williams does. He's zero for nine right now in the series and loafing around. And I'm enjoying every one of those O's. Yeah, for nines, still seems to have, you know be overweight somehow. It's something. It's just the guy is. Is such a drag on every and all, like people tweeted us constantly, <laughs> yeah. sending us those little clips of like I think it was uh, Manny, or, Manny, Manny yeah, yeah. He's got great. He's got a good eye Thank for you, which I I really appreciate this kind of those kind of details. I read into them as much as Manny obviously does, and like not not giving high fives, not getting high fives, just kind of stink eyeing each other like him and LeBron. Like there's just no it's horrible. Yeah, how it's because he's yeah. But would you want to play with LeBron? Like, LeBron is a notably gregarious, like a, at least generous person. Like he's like you know uh, a teammate's teammate's person. Come on, you know this is oh the player agent. He's not the God. player coach. He's the player agent, and he knows how to play the game. Darren Williams is like friends with Kyle Korver. It's his only friend in the whole world, and they found each other again on this team where both of them aren't playing and doing anything. You know, I my my number one pet peeve of a coworker is passive aggressiveness, and LeBron is the epitome of passive you want, aggressiveness. You want to air some of that out? You want to air some of that dirty laundry? No. No, I'm not even going to be passive aggressive, or I'm just not going to even approach it. But what I'm saying is that, like, <laughs> LeBron, sounds, yeah. sounds like you might be they're, they're wh- whoever they are. They might be listening <laughs> right now. Um, what can the Nets learn from these NBA Finals, Brian? That they're in a great position to just not be good for a hard five years and be just better keep, off for keep it. Going, yeah. It's uh, it's pretty stunning. It is stunning that like. You know, this is the finals everyone's been waiting for, and we were we were building up to this moment, and the playoffs in themselves have been were uh, not neutered, but they were like they were in a way not not material. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. because we just knew like the number one seeds were are actually I guess Boston was the number one seed, right? So the Cavs and the Warriors were both just killing everyone, 
And it wasn't that exciting playoff basketball. Like, oh my God, but yeah, but we're going to get to this thing. Like the Avengers movie. Like, there's multiple movies that aren't that good. But then when we get to the big one, it's going to be like, oh, this is going to be awesome when they all meet up. And then they all meet up and you're like, wow, this other guy is like just so much better. Is I mean, it, what other guy? The Warriors. Or just, in the Avengers context. In the, well, to be honest. That's where you're, it felt like your analogy was about to. Uh, I mean, who's the most powerful Avenger? <laughs> well. You know, it's funny. I, I was hanging out Not with, Iron our, Man. with our mutual friend, uh, Thomas, and I, I went <laughs> oh, to this place called <laughs> Action Burger, and which is like this hilariously dumpy burger place late at night. And it's like a very comic book and video game center. There's like video game consoles everywhere. And it's just like filled with like pretty heavy nerds. Struck, awesome. struck up a conversation immediately about Star Wars comic, but like just like <laughs> three, you know, like mid twenties kids who were just they they were just sitting there. They just they had no, they weren't that's, buying anything. That's all I would want. Yeah. That's it all I would great. want in life. It was great. Um, but so yeah, I, I'll, I'll save that. I'll kick that their way. We'll, they'll come up with something. There was something I was. Oh my god, who was I listening to? God, there was some guy going off about how Episode Seven of Star Wars was like just a bad movie. Oh, it was Matt and Trey from. From I mean, they're right. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. And then like, but like, I've been harboring these feelings of that episode seven wasn't good for so long because there's not, it's not a popular, it's not a popular opinion. There are really, I feel like it's yeah. pretty well, like universally when episode seven came out, people loved it. Are you Allegedly. talking about because of the only two people you talk to is your wife and your dog? Is that is that the <laughs> is that Georgie's my dog is the more Star Wars household? I've, I've made Georgie watch Star Wars. I can't make Sam do it. Yeah. So, um, but I'm I'm glad that there's um, now tastemakers out there like the South Park guys mm. uh, pushing that theory out there that Episode Seven. Not even a theory. It was just. Yeah, a fact. I mean, it's pretty common. I think they probably picked that up from. Um, the Nets, man. What's their um, off-season plans? Well, this is mostly just, let's be honest here. This podcast, this episode is mostly yes. an attempt to just rev back up into gear. You know, we're, we're, this is the state. If you've ever dro- driven a uh, manual vehicle, we're not even in first gear yet. We I just sure have. Right back. Have you driven a manual vehicle? I have, yeah. We're just, we just got a foot on, on the clutch right now with this episode. Um, you just don't want to hold on there for too long, but you don't want to ride it. Otherwise, you got to take it to the shop. Uh, yeah, because we actually have a lot of exciting things coming up. Yeah, before the draft and maybe at the draft, we don't know. We could figure that out. Um, but uh, my TV just turned on magically. Mm. Um, but is Snowden listening to us? What we're trying to do is we're trying to get some interviews for you guys, trying to about the draft, and we possibly maybe doing a lot. Can we say? Are we allowed to say this? We could tease you it could out. Say possibly. I mean, who's going <laughs> to... Yeah, possibly. We may possibly do a live show after the draft. Yeah. Um, at a certain location. We yeah. can't discuss it quite yet, but we may be doing that. And uh, so this is this is a palate cleanser. This is uh, to wash off the season that was, and we're just going to be looking forward. I have a few exciting posts coming out on NetsDaily.com about the NBA draft um, that I'm that I'm thrilled to write. Look at this. This but, is just a plug-a-thon right yeah, here. That's yeah, that's what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you dove, have you dove in or dive in? Yeah, dive in. Have you dive in? Yeah. Um, at all into draft prospects. Have you gone to draft express, looked it around? Yeah. So basically I've been watching Harry Giles, uh, over and over Mm, again. Tough. Um, and looking at the comparison that was given on one of the websites, which was that he's like Bobby Portis, which scared me and excited me for various reasons. Um, I'm a big Bobby Portis guy. Yeah. 
Um, but other than that, like I'm just basically like trying to do all my research before the drafts so that I don't because this is I think we can all agree this is my weak point because I just don't like college basketball. <laughs> this is I, your weak I'm point. Pretty, I'm pretty, this is my my lone the lone <laughs> vulnerability. Yeah, my, I think we all can agree. Yeah, the nets the nets daily yeah. message boards were lighting up about yeah your weak point. Mine's, well, you don't have to be cruel about it. It's just like <laughs> <laughs> um, my favorite thing about this the draft process because you know we follow a lot of draft people on our account is that like you'll get those 20 second videos of big like guys who can't shoot threes but they make like four threes in a row mm-hmm. and some nba draft beat writer will post a picture like darren fox shooting the ball pretty well Anzis this nice shooting the ball pretty well like <laughs> everyone michael kid gilchrist i guarantee there's a 20 second video of him shooting four threes in a row and everyone's like I don't know. I think he can maybe shoot threes. It's like just like a constant. While we talk thing. about these draft prospects, I feel like it's only it only is right to use the the music. Nice. You, Mike. Oh, Mike, I've done this before, and you didn't get it then, and I can't believe you don't get it now. But this is the music that they use in the background of the draft express videos that everyone watches to learn everything oh, they I know. I never have the, sound on them, and we've just talked. About, we we did. The, I don't have sound on those ones. All yeah, but even still, I played. I did, we did exactly <laughs> this. It's been a long a time month since ago. we potted, Brian. It's been a long I'm time. I'm shocked by either my memory is very good or everyone else is really bad. I don't know. My, I don't remember a, th- a single thing I say after I say it. It's because you sleep for three hours at a time. That's <laughs> I'm getting better about that. Yeah, it's made a, a world of difference in my life. How many? Are you Did you know sleeping? In a row? I watched, uh, you know, Brad Pitt's War Machine, the movie that came out on Netflix. No, I mean, yeah, I know about it, but I didn't see it. Yeah, don't. It's not worth your time. I actually weirdly just started watching the assassination of Jesse James by the oh, okay whatever Robert Ford. Yeah, the coward, uh, coward Robert Ford. Yeah, not great good. title. Bad, bad. Really, I don't know. It just feels very. Is um, that Ben cheap. Affleck? It feels like it's made very cheaply made. I don't know. It's Plan B. It's Brad Pitt's production company. It could be. Um, so I I have been doing some research into. No, you haven't. Yeah, I'm. Well, okay. Here's my. You want to know my research? I want to know what your process is. Uh, height. Wingspan, college production. <laughs> that's it. It's that's it, the basis of my it's, entire. It's ruthless, and yeah. I I think it works uh, to a T. Yeah, uh, I I have uh, eaten many meals in San Antonio off of my. You already know Lender prediction. The current fascination is hand size. I mean, you're you're behind the, you're behind the arc, and they're like. I think that's a fad. <laughs> I think basketball hand size matters less than football and baseball. Yeah, what do I know? Anyway, so none so, of it really matters ultimately, well, none except of it for hand size. Like you can just look across the board, but so some guys like so because again, I've been doing some, I've been building sort of some posts for um, Nets Daily, and I've been thinking about like, okay, who do I like? Because I kind of have to slot guys in certain places. I'm just going to go generally like the guys that I'm feeling, and I don't know. You can throw it back in me. What do you, Jonathan Jean, Jonathan Jean, Jean from France? Yeah, seven two, seven six and a half wingspan. I don't care yeah. that he's 210. Why would I care that he's 210? He weighs 210 pounds, I should say. 210 yeah. pounds. Um, that size. And so, like, I also think, like, there's a, an important other aspect of NBA draft analysis. is just reading the bullet points of their characteristics. Uh, Chris asked Porzingis. I mean, you know my feeling about the future of, of developing teams in chemistry. I mean, what's that? <laughs> like, like team psychiatrist. Like, I wish I could go back to school tomorrow and, and be like a sports psychiatrist. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What do you think about it? I think it's going to be like an, a very 
you know, important emerging discipline in, in building a team, you know, like building a group think. Yeah. Building group like, think, cult, the, all those like, all, all, everything you hear about culture is really, you know, it's about psychology effectively. This is the, cause like to be honest, like most, like most ways teams are built are just through talent, like yeah. just through physical talent. And it's not built through like, and like what's unique about the Warriors when we were talking about them is that like, yeah, so like Clay wasn't shooting well at all throughout the whole playoffs, and everyone knows that he had a good game too. But like, he seems to have the perfect attitude for a guy that's just like, I'm sure he's probably if he wanted if he was on like let's say, put him uh, yeah put him on the Bucks. I would love put to him on him. a bad put him on a bad to average team. He's scoring 25 points a game and seven rebounds, six assists. Where do I want to see Clay Thompson just in real and like just ball out in to, real life? To be honest, put him next to Devin Booker. Both of them just yeah. like firing three. Like basically, put him next to Steph Curry, but taller. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so I believe that. But so yeah, that's when people say like the Spurs model. What they really say, what they're really meaning to say, is like, how do we get all of our players to buy in to not being? Well, these Nets are trying to do that, aren't they, Brian? They really are. They really are. But and do we do we believe? Look, I, I I've seen like if you put Patty Mills like all the like Spurs players like after they leave the Spurs, like, sort of find a version of themselves most most of the time on other teams. By no means are they, like, transformative players. You no. know, there's not a, you know, they don't, like, you know, transit. But collectively, you know, it all always seems to work out to, like, a 50-win team and a meaningful playoff run. And I, and I do think, like... Yeah, and then there's, like, the Tim Duncan, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like... yeah. You know the accoutrement that st- it's still that program is still thriving despite everything. That's why. Okay, they always get this through the news around league. That's why, like, I really don't love the Chris Paul, the San Antonio thing. Yeah, I don't love it one from a basketball fan point of view because I love what I love about basketball. One of the reasons is that like we have these little worlds, almost like Game of Thrones. Like you have these little kingdoms mm-hmm. that are each a little bit different. You have the Martells in the South, which you know are blah blah blah. So you have the Spurs, <laughs> which are different from. Most other franchises that they they have a long running cast of players that they draft these guys that you're like who, Patty Mills who are these guys that they're bringing in and they kind of develop through the system every year they get better and better and better mm-hmm. and then they become like fully formed Spurs mm-hmm. and we're excited and you can even see a guy like Jonathan Simmons who's a Spur for a very short time go from uh, I think it was the Nets practice squad player yeah, or something yeah. right and immediately then becomes a Spur and then it gets better and better and better. I don't want the Spurs to then become this team that, okay, so they got, I would say, I think if you're a Spurs fan, one of your biggest regrets so far is that they gave LaMarcus Aldridge all of the money. No one seems to like it, yeah. right? So then then if they dip their toe back into the free agent pool water and grab Chris Paul, we lose the special Spursiness, the special unique little goofiness that they yeah. bring to the NBA, that they're, that they're different. Like it's, it was exciting when LeBron went to Miami, and I enjoy the fact that Kevin Durant plays for the Warriors, but I don't want every team to be like that. Yeah. If every team's just like, we're going to make a super team, then it's like, well, that's not the super most fun. And I don't even think Chris Paul, obviously he makes them better, but I don't even think like, why would you want to put him with Kawhi and LaMarcus? Because LaMarcus is actually a guy who does need the ball as a big. He's not just a Dwight Howard No, he's Duncan. a... He's a- Ball, ball stopper for sure. But anyways, I don't want to see Chris Paul 
But how do we? Okay, so like the the big conversation's been like zigging when zagging, you know, the zig with the zag. Sure. Everyone's zigging in in the the three point, you know, specialist high octane offense. Spurs seem to be the last team, or like the first team, basically on this new crest of a zag of a like let's all go in. Like basically, if if they if if Pau Gasol was like five years younger, they would be a a perfectly timed team for right now. Yeah. Um. He's not. He's really got a bunch of limitations on his game right now. Um, but that would have been like kind of an a, a perfect player for what it is they're trying to do in the midst of what everyone else is trying to do. Um, which is like, and even like Cleveland seems to have like sort of like shot the moon on it. Like they've like if there's any team with more like stand around and shoot a three players, you know, to put around. It's like. Um, well, I mean, it's, it's it's like the 2009 Orlando Magic, but with better like uh, uh, like with instead of Dwight, you have LeBron and like a bunch of other like really good a couple of really good players, but mostly all the other like supporting players just are there to like chuck threes. Like Channing Fry could cannot do anything but go from the top of the three point line to the top. Of the right, line. he's a tall dude yeah. who can shoot threes, yeah. and that's like not super valuable, but yeah. there is value in that. They're all they're all that. J.R. Smith is ways. that. Yeah. J.R. Smith just like does Mom that. He's like, how do I fall? He's not that though, which is funny. And people keep acting like he's gonna be a three and D player. He's he's referenced as a three and D player, but he's not good at those things. Yeah. Um. But what were you getting at? Um. Just what's the I'm getting at, I'm that? getting at the like so like this is why sort of Cleveland has missed their mark a little bit. Uh. They've they've overshot the zig. You know the current basketball popular zeitgeist thing. Which is, you know, and it's difficult because you have to compete with, you know, the most offensively talented basketball thing that ever happened. But they did. I mean, like, in their defense, they did actually win the championship. So. No, I know. But in the wake and like in the new Kevin Durant Warriors era. Yeah. I mean, they they have no shot of. Of uh, as our dog, but my they dog did, just but they. It. My point is, I guess they did more of that versus less. Like they went after Darren Williams, who's much more inclined to shoot a three than Deladova. Like you know. Well, yeah. I mean, I I still think like so. What makes Steph Curry really good is, of course, that he shoots threes. But it's also because he handles the ball. And I still think that's why I, I don't dislike the three and D. But I'm. But I think that's like a. It's an extremely limiting thing to put on a basketball player. The fact that the, the these guys are just going to be like only all they do is shoot three pointers and play defense. Mm-hmm. We're like, that's actually where the Spurs do have a nice little mix is that their guys can handle the ball a little bit. Um, to be honest, the Nets are building, because they really don't have any good three-point shooters, they're building a team of ball handlers. Yeah. Um, they let Trevor Booker handle the ball when before, because like, I think we don't really ever talk about like best ball handlers in the league. We don't talk about like, guys who are really good at it, but like if we're going to extend defenses out to the three-point line, the, the next then move, because defenses are getting better at guarding the three, is to then the guy who can be at the three-point line but then take it to the hole from there. Well, that was the most exciting um, like revelation about last year Last year was that like at the, at the end of the last two months, they became a team that was just pounding the paint. Through the were, nets? Yeah, they were just driving like maniacs. Um, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson. Which is exactly why you know players like KJ McDaniels or whatever, like those are the players I want to see come back. You know, guys that are yes. recklessly you know driving to the rim that as an ideology that as a basketball identity is so cool i love that i love that idea it's and it's at and, least fun to watch the next five years and and i enjoy like i obviously enjoy the warriors but like everyone said this but like the rockets are not enjoyable to watch yeah the modern way of basketball what's interesting about it is that like typically whenever we think of something modern modern means like exciting mm. <laughs> usually in like 
modern cinema, cinema, or any, like anything that like we're we're thinking of like of the current moment. We're like, oh, this is exciting. Mm. Um, but modern basketball is like really not that exciting. I mean, when you really think about like, I don't know, dude. If you think about like what '90s Bulls were actually like, well, pretty Jordan pretty was, tragically Jordan sluggish. Was awesome. Yeah, Jordan's great at everything, yeah. but it's mostly him <laughs> operating at the high post for like you know 35 minutes a game and then like when it came winning time we did amazing things but like that team was a a, a total well it's crazy to explain to people like i imagine people 10 years younger than us Mm -hmm. let's say and you explain to them like you used to go to a blockbuster Mm -hmm. and you would rent a video you know like that was like the way you would watch a new movie yeah but like then explain to them like there's a guy named shaquille o'neal who were like they would just throw the ball into and he would back guys down for like eight seconds and then try to dunk over them like that was like the way that was for generations. We played basketball like yeah, that. Just get the biggest guy. If you just can, put if you the can biggest find the guy and man. stick his yeah. butt yeah. down there, down the block, and he's just going to kind of move his shoulders a little bit, and then he's going to put the ball in the basket. Just Maybe this, this article about um, like teachers in Ohio, like like being forced to teach climate change to climate change to kids that are sort of like adverse to learning about climate change for because they're living coal country and whatever, and their parents all hate it and everything. And uh, one, of the, one of the teachers. I wonder where you stand on that. Yeah, one of the teachers um, is a uh, is like he, they're they're talking. The, he took them to a research facility, or whatever, and talked about like the science of like the 1970s and how a lot of like the you know research science they were doing in the 70s was wrong. And they were like, well, if they're wrong in the 70s, you know, they could be wrong today. And what he brought in, <laughs> he brought in a Nintendo and a Nintendo Entertainment System, and was like, this is what. This is what how data was transferred in, the, in like the early in the eighties even and like uh, so you see how how much things have changed and that helped to illustrate for them like how much things have changed like I don't know that's, that's speaking of things changing yeah, yeah Nets draft prospects oh things are changing Jonathan Jean <laughs> wait did you want to talk about um, the Alan Crab thing I want to talk about it real quickly I just love it one but like basically if you don't know uh, so the the Jared Blazers have three first-round picks this year. They have a loaded roster. They have a over-the-tax luxury tax team, and uh, there's rumors out there that they want to they would attach one of their bad contracts to one of their picks and trade it to someone who's willing to take on that bad contract for the pick. And the Nets' name have been mentioned as mm. a possible landing spot as for, the landing spot. as the landing spot yeah. for that bad contract. What bad contract? Could that possibly be? Yeah, you all may know him, Alan Crabb, Myers Leonard. <laughs> I would take both, though. Yeah, for sure. Would it, I mean, just do it. Like, let's. How fantastic would that be? Get get Crab back. Yeah. I don't know, man. Crab had a pretty. I don't know. I. I, was, I actually think. Don't we have an Alan Crab exclusive on Nets Daily? I think uh, <laughs> Anthony Puccio interviewed Alan Crab. Was oh, that right? As like an exclusive interview. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is like a. I think it was, I, I, I want to give good credit, but it's on netsdaily.com. And like, yeah. you know, I don't know that I'm not a managing editor of netsdaily.com, mm-hmm. but like typically uh, an opposing team's player doesn't just do interviews unless if there's mm-hmm. some idea that these guys are going to end up in that place. Mm. Alan Crabb. You think he had the long play in mind? I'm just saying it's a little yeah. Machiavellian. <laughs> yeah, could be. Um, well, I would crabs to dramas. I, I mean, I think that's a total, that'd be a total win for the Nets if they could. If they could eke out another. So, what do you if you have three first round picks in the draft? What do you do then? I mean, what do you do with all three? Because at that point, then you're drafting. You could draft two international guys. If I've learned anything about the NBA, it's that I don't want to be even 
thinking about being good for another four years. That's that's what it, <laughs> and I mean that. I honestly Man, do mean that. I would love for you to go into the NBA like an, an NBA owner. This is your yeah. interview for a G, to be a GM. Yeah. And like, we're yeah. not going to be good for four years. Don't worry about it. We're not going to compete. Yeah. We're not going to do it. Got to compete, Brian. Well, no, we're going to compete. I mean, like, there's no reason not to, of course. But like, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm stacking my chips for a, I'm, I'm building up, I'm crafting a spirit ball, you know, and then I'm going to release it all at once when all of my. Is that a. Dragon, Dragon Ball Z, Z yeah. yeah, sure. A spirit bomb, maybe it's a bomb. It could yeah, be. A I don't bomb. know. Um, anyways, I'm building it up, and then I'm going to release it all at once um, when when all the assets are are matured to the point where they're like all cursed Asperzingus. That's <laughs> when all of my cursed Asperzingus is. I'm going to have a whole fleet of them. We should in this interview with the owner. You should have a picture of a spirit ball. Yeah. <laughs> or spirit bomb. <laughs> and I'm going to just... Picture of Goku. I'm just going to superimpose... Is it Goku? Cursed Cur- Apps' face on top of it. Uh, like, well, Photoshop it in crudely. Who was, the, who was your favorite Dragon Ball Z character? Vegeta. Yeah, yeah. of course, right? But I also did love... Um, the What's the green guy? Piccolo. Piccolo just randomly in there. Just a random... He just never got good. He was always just a step below I knew, everybody. Wasn't he? Like, why don't they just throw him Because he bone? was the most powerful at yeah. one point. And then... And then... So he just never like, caught up. Yeah. <laughs> It was a throwaway. That's good. Last like four seasons. Um, Real quick, um, we'll do some quick news around the league. Of course. Did you see? Oh wait, do we have the? Sorry, God. What do we do? We're at a we're at a practice here. It's the news. All right, go, go. Bill O'Reilly drops gets more richer and richer every every year. He's going to make a comeback. He's got a podcast now. It makes perfect sense. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. where it's all money is, right? Yes. Um, I don't know if you saw this headline. ESPN.com. This try is the headline. Me, try me out. LeBron James and Kevin Durant collaborated on a secret hip-hop track in 2011. Did you know that, Brian? I didn't know that. Did, um, they, did they release it? So No, they did. it's a secret. So this is, this is, the, this is the verbatim from the article. Because I think it's just so, it's so rich. I mean, I, I kind of... Knocked up a few paragraphs. Yeah. This is quotes. I think it's Marcus Spears or Chris Haynes from ESPN. One person who has heard the song says he recalls Durant rapping the first verse, James <laughs> hopping on for the second, and then Durant finishing it off. Uh, so two to one verses. So does that mean that there's there's only three verses? Is that what we're saying? In this? So that's that's Durant's song featuring LeBron James. Yeah. Okay. It so it's Kevin Durant's song. First of all, can I just say I think it's lovely. I think it's lovely that these guys have you know a desire for artistic expression on the side. Like that's really nice. I don't, everyone likes to make fun of these guys for you know doing their like having their hip hop hobbies or whatever. It's it's a sweet thing. It's a that's nice sweet thing. of you that you think it's a sweet thing. <laughs> it's mostly that's why I'm saying it. I want people to think I'm sweet for thinking it's sweet. Um, the song's title and theme are unknown, as are its whereabouts. Mm-hmm. Whereabouts? Where mm-hmm. is it? Probably an MP3. Uh, Durant, <laughs> who produces beats in his spare time, is believed to have provided the instrumentals. Uh-huh. Now, instrumentals, what are we saying here? What kind of, is this, is this more than just a, like a, a beat type song? Just a normal, like, bump a bump. Sounds this like it. Rap. Bump a bump, 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 bump a bump. That's wow. my rap. Bump a bump, bump. Or are we getting some kind of like, well, 2011, who was big in 2011? Are we still in Little Wayne territory? 
It's pre-Drake. Jesus, oh, this is so far out of my territory. I feel bad. Yeah, I mean, I'm really. Yeah. We just we, we well, got okay, slammed. This way. Wait, no, 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 no. This reminds me. We got killed on Twitter, and you didn't even pay any attention to it because. And I remember this at the time too, because I do know who Too Short is for you know a variety of reasons. But you kept calling him Lil Short, talking about like the <laughs> Lil Uzibur, Lil, Lil, sh- Lil, Lil Short. short. Lil short. Nobody's a Lil Short. There's Too Short, the rapper. Uh-huh. And we were talking about like the like <laughs> um, LeBron James like Wale beef or something. It was maybe it wasn't Wale. I don't know. No, no, no. It was, it was some Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy. Someone. Anyways, and too it was short. Soldier Boy and Jay Z. Jay Z. Anyways, too short was somewhere involved in our conversation, and you kept calling him Little Short, and we got <laughs> killed. So. We got crushed. No, I'm telling you. I believe you. Yeah. Um, 2011. We graduated in college in 2010. So we always got to give up a personal. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, they're going to steal our tax returns off of that, <laughs> Brian. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who was a big rapper the year after we were out of college? Little yeah, Wayne, right? Feels like Little Wayne. I don't know. But maybe, maybe not. Dude, okay, we, we don't know this. This yeah. is not our <laughs> next. We know a ton of stuff. Next line. Uh, <laughs> we know a ton of stuff. Yeah. Uh, when approached about its existence, James and Durant, to a moderate extent, confirmed that there is such a track before bursting out into laughter without commenting. Uh, there are no current plans to release, this, release the song in public. One individual who listened to it said it was a, quote, quality track mm. and added that the lyrics were, quote, surprisingly well-crafted and delivered. So this is... This is we we planned this before the show. This is a big elaborate thing. I actually I have the track. <gasps> I have the track. It's just the our back. That's the whole track. It's, it's, it's the end of it's quality. Right. It's good production. This is the end of our show. That's it. Does it go? It's just downhill from there. Um, I thought that needed to be brought to our attention. Um, I'm I'm excited to hear whatever comes out of this. <laughs> Um, <laughs> dude, your dog is a menace to she society. Just loves you. So, uh, hey, if you if you've been following along. I have a dog right, now, and Georgie loves Brian with all of her soul. Yeah, uh, I love Georgie back. It's weird when you have all <laughs> you reach a certain age. Oh my lord! Look at this. Oh my god. Um, sorry, we uh, we had to take a break for a second because my dog was about to got murder. entangled in the wires <laughs> in <and laughs> podcast. Almost. She was either going to be electric- electrocuted or our podcast or strangled or strangled. Yeah, thanks. Um, real quick. Okay, mm-hmm. and, you know I'm not. I want to be delicate here, but okay. Please. So Derek Fisher, with the utmost delicacy, please. <laughs> Derek Fisher uh, recently was uh, driving with Matt Barnes's. What? No, I'm just asking you to be delicate. Is all it's decorum, <laughs> Mike? You know, Derek Fisher got a DUI. I believe he got a DUI. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would think so. Um, and this is, it doesn't even have anything to do with Derek Fisher, but I think it's the way we think about role players, okay? Mm-hmm. So Derek Fisher, when he was a player, the the storyline, if you would say, what type of person is Derek Fisher? Yeah. Just from how he played and what type of player he was, you'd say, he's a glue guy. Mm. He's got, you know, he's smart. He's got a good, you know, like he's a solid player. The guy in the locker room you can trust and You think on. people think we're glue guys because we're smart? That's not, that's not at all the case. Yeah, but we're dependable. We podcast once a month. Here's what we do. Sure. We glad hand. We slap asses. This is what we do. This is this is <laughs> you especially you you especially you're not you're not paying a lot of attention, but you're at, you're slapping a lot of asses. I'm slapping a lot of asses out there. <laughs> yeah. That's no, that's what that's what a glue guy is. Where we just stay out of the way. You know, chirping with a 
you know, uh, yeah. Exactly. Hey, LeBron, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> so, Derek Fisher, like, I think, again, what you would think about Derek Fisher if, as he, as he was as a player, as he is as a person, you would say, oh, he's, he's probably a really good guy because he's on a lot of championship teams. He seems to be a value contributor on a lot of teams and people really like him. You would just assume that there was an assumption about Derek Fisher. Derek Fisher ends his playing career and it's been nothing but bad. Right, I'm not saying like he's a bad person. I'm just saying it's been nothing but bad headlines. Yeah, yeah, um, a headline guy. Headline, bad headlines. Yeah. Um, I just think it's funny that like we base assumptions on personality off of play. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. probably to most of the time, we assume that because a guy is a baby on the court, that he's a a jerk in real life. When to be honest, like I'm sh- like it seems like so. Like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is like the most the pinnacle of this case because when Kareem was as a player, people hated him. People hated Kareem. Dude, people hate him off the court, you realize. Yeah, but he's had like this incredible transformation where like he's a valued writer on at the Hollywood Reporter. He he writes these op ed pieces for Huff Post. He's got a he's got a nice career outside of basketball, but he's notably disliked. <laughs> but, but <laughs> I will he, say. Wasn't there also like the belief that like he wasn't like a great speaker probably because yeah. he also didn't want to speak yeah and now he's thought of as like this like yeah super intelligent yeah, i think he got he's very eloquent and stuff yeah so i think there's like we we as consumers of basketball we base a lot of what a guy's personality may be over the way they seem on the court well, do you agree or you, it's a funny no I, I agree with you i think the cream is a particularly bad example of what you're trying sure. to illustrate not just because like I, I don't think anyone thought of him as like stupid on the court so that like that's like the big that's like because everyone disliked him on the court and everyone dislikes him off the court <laughs> there was a whole long uh new york times magazine piece a couple years ago about how he has this manager lady who follows him around with uh, autographed pictures of himself and whenever he like offends someone should just step in and like be like Thanks, you know. <laughs> like, I him, would take that, <laughs> to be honest. Like, so he doesn't mean it. Thanks. Like, sorry about that. Because like, yeah. apparently he's, like, really just, like, terse and he's, you know, he's an odd. He's an oddball, basically. Sure. Um, but uh, but in general, I do agree with you um, that, yeah, like, people, like, Vince Carter, for example, people thought he was, like, this, you know, a star, but also, like, really, like, had this, um, uh, I don't know, prima donna kind of, like, on the court behavior yeah, and now he's yeah. become like a legendary teammate sort of like that's his like legacy is basically like, this like really great nba dude who's been around forever and i wonder like who now like is dwight howard really like just a great guy and we just not appreciate i think his off the off the court escapades has revealed a yeah. lot at least as a young man hey i'm not adverse to you know people can change and i get that and uh but at least in the early going he seemed to not be a super swell guy not super swell yeah yeah okay but hey who might have passed judgment i mean I just, i'm a menace to society i'm a bad person i just think when we were both growing up Derek fisher with him robert ori they were like thought of as like super great role players who were almost indispensable in their locker rooms even though on the floor they were average Derek fisher was praised roundly when he went to the thunder and they like loved him there even though he was terrible even though his play was the reason why the Thunder didn't advance further than they needed to go. Um, but, I don't know. I just find it interesting where we go from there. I wonder if that... Did you, do you think you could hear that dog on the... Eh, probably. Georgie? Hi. Georgie, let's hear it. Um, blow deck real quick. 
what do you think of the season? I so told far? you somebody told me that I'm acting that I act like the chef that I that I remind them of the chef the chef who got creepy and touchy feely with people. That was a lot. That was a lot that he said. And then that person did, in her defense, claim that she didn't see that last episode. So, what the one where he like corners that person, like starts just, like sucking on her face. Yeah, and like grabs her by the back of the neck and like pulls yeah, her in. Come and on. Says, for, so, all right. Obviously, I'm just gonna say if if you don't care about below deck, you can just, turn us just off. Turn, right? <laughs> We're gonna take this no, right to the end. There's no point in explaining oh, what yeah. happened. But if you don't know and you want to know, um, below deck med this season's been i think fantastic i give it a b plus so far um the cast is great the chef is i don't really think you're like the chef i didn't think so either but apparently like i you like both have chef. hair i think that's a key she was keying in on the mannerisms something about the affectation no this was a, fr- a friend of an old friend an old friend who like knows me well. <laughs> Although I do think an old friend. All right, all right. No, it was oh a God. I was at her engagement party with uh, it was like a, a person that I knew from high school. That's what I mean by an it old friend. Oddly mysterious. Jesus. What? Who? <laughs> this is a person who I cornered. Who I cornered in a boat one time, um, and we After became she friends. Made out with and another I forced guy her to be my friend. Me out with her. Physically forced it. Um, what are your thoughts on Bobby? Bobby's the worst. He's like a He's walking hard on and a total loser. Oh my yeah. god! I feel when he pulled out his guitar. Oh, he's, he's the absolute up. worst. He's such a sad. He's like there's like a. Like, I feel like he's, like, a fringe character in, like, an Adam Sandler movie. He's, like, one of, yes. like... Yes! That's <laughs> so good. You know? He's one of Adam Sandler's, like, like lame buddies in the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's, he's, like... <laughs> when he was called... When he... It was very sad. He was Skyping his mom, and he was crying about how some girl didn't like him. Yeah, yes. That was great. Classic. Um, Classic Bobby. I'm waiting for Wes's downfall. Wes... Because he's, he's been, this is what they do. They build mm. a guy up to a certain level and yeah. they're going to knock him down. Oh yeah. That's going to be happening. They're going to find the imperfections there. Cause you know, he's going to get drunk and say something well, to well, the reality girl. is if you have that insane job, you you're, there's something wrong with you. There's something fundamentally wrong. With oh, you. sure. Cause it's a, it's like, yeah, you make a lot of money, I guess, but like you are living with strangers on a tiny little thing in, tiny. The, yeah, in the middle of nowhere. And I mean, it's like beautiful or whatever, but that those for any amount of time like for a week that would drive me berserk not having yes. like free time and space to myself that like i can't get off the boat with these crazy people nuts um chef adam is a particular like <laughs> he said i said this to my wife as we were watching it together as we do uh he said the most california crap i've ever seen in my life um, what did he say bugsy's grandmother died yeah of course and he said uh in his California tone, I mean, I guess it's a lot to deal with your grandmother dying, but she's just like, I, she's doing great. And it was like, it was like so like flatline, dismissive, like yeah. not like, it's sort of like, I'm just going to kind of go with the flow here. Like the person so, she loves died. You know what I like about you, Mike? Yeah. Um, you and me have this similar, just like. No, no good reason for it, but it just a uh, uh, this this very vague disdain for California and everything that it produces. Just like this sort of like <laughs> passing, just judgment. Like we don't, we're East Coast guys, we're yeah. East Coast <laughs> hardcore, couple East Coast guys. Do you want to hear a story? Yes. Do you hear an East Coast East Coast story I just had? Yeah, of course I do. 
All right, so I'm I'm driving. I was driving in Times Square. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. I, I really can't. This is not even. You wouldn't even put this in a movie. No. This is so crazy. So I'm driving. I'm driving to do something in Times Square, and I had to. So I'm driving up. I needed to park real quickly to make a phone call. So I pull over where there's like two cones in front of me, and I make my phone call. I get off my phone call. A guy pulls up in a jeep and just starts cursing. Mm. screaming at me through his window mm. i'm like what's going on here but because i've lived in new york long enough i i'm not there's not like the mm. like i'm gonna try to figure this out it's just yeah, like no wilting daisy no, attack yeah. yeah attack so i start screaming at him saying the effort yeah. going crazy yeah, yelling yeah. at him so we're yelling back and forth and i i deduced that i that he wanted to park where i was parking yeah and he was asking me if if i could get out of the way yeah, and we were just screaming, and yelling at each other. And he was a firefighter who just wanted to go to the fire station and park. Yeah, knuckleheads, knuckleheads galore. But it was great. That almost same exact scenario happened to my dad recently, and uh, he his response to that guy who was trying to park the car was just w- rolled on the window and said, "Eat a bowl of f." Just <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Rolled it back up. It's good. Right, let's good. end the podcast on that. I think that's yeah. That's good. All right. Um, hey. Where do you so, find us? So you can oh, yeah, find yeah. us. Pe- pe- plug the whole thing. Get network, the- Netsdaily. No, no, no. But not only just that, we're like, so we're doing draft stuff. So we're building up. We're going to start doing weekly episodes again. Uh, getting into next season where we're going to be doing more and more episodes. Yeah, next Things are going well. You wouldn't know, but the last two weeks. But like, we're going to be doing more three. of the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. we don't want people to think that we're you know mailing it in. We just took no, 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 no. Mike had to go to Barbados. I you know I had to move my house. Yeah, no, no, no. So we got a lot of exciting things coming up, especially before the draft. Big guests, maybe. Big guests, great times. Get sticky with Mickey when cash for free is going to be a game show night. Um, we're going to have carnival rides, ice cream. Um, there's going to be trampolines. What else? That's it. And <laughs> sorry, I got carried away. None of that's happening. There's none of that. I'm sorry. Mike, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you for listening. Oh, yeah. So find us on netsdaily.com. You already know that. Almighty Baller Network. Almighty Baller. Should we say that? Said Almighty Baller Radio, actually, is is what it's, it's called these days. Sorry. Yeah. Um, iTunes. iTunes. Yeah, subscribe. That always is helpful. All right. Um, I'm just going to take us right out. Mike, you want to say goodbye one last time? 